Hi there, I'm Eric Wordweaver Shervin, Gothi of the Ridgar Folk here in East Texas, and I would like to welcome you to The Raven's Call. This is a show where I ramble on about heathen-related subjects, just kind of whatever strikes my fancy, sets my mind on fire at the time. Uh, big UPG warning at the beginning of this episode, like every episode. Uh, this is just my way of viewing the world. These are the insights of one Gothi here in East Texas. Um, this reflects how I see the world and how I live as a heathen in this world. So take that as what it is. <laughs> These are only meant to be conversation starters, uh, maybe some encouraging videos here and there. I am a grassroots heathen kind of guy. I'm not big on national organizations. I'm not big on centralization of heathenry. I embrace the individuality of tribes, tribal culture, hearth culture. Uh, and even though I am very tribe focused, uh, I, I fully support those individual hearths out there that are just making it on their own. Uh, mad respect, guys. You guys are doing great. Don't feel the pressure to find a kindred or a tribe in order to be heathen, okay? Focus on hearth first, okay? It's, it's hearth, then clan, then tribe. Home, family, and then greater community. So focus on that hearth. Make that hearth strong and make it good, and tribe will happen if it happens. Um, your hearth is a tribe in and of itself, so embrace that. Uh, don't feel like you have to belong to a tribe in order to be heathen. Sometimes I feel like that comes across the wrong way in my videos uh, because I am so tribal focused and because I do belong to a wonderful tribe and I love my tribe and I have mad respect for everyone that's in my tribe and that is associated with my tribe, even tangentially. I've got a great community that I've spent years building, but keep in mind, guys, I have spent years building this tribe and the surrounding community, uh, well over a decade in this one tribe alone, uh, aside from my other community building efforts and heathenry just in general. So don't feel the pressure. Take your time. Do it right. Heathenry is about living your best life here and now and uh, embrace that. Be that. And don't let anybody else tell you how to heathen. You heathen your way, and as long as you are, you know, hitting the marks, um, and that is, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're good to the gods, good with your ancestors, good with your folk, be that your tribe, your hearth, your family, whatever it be, uh, even if it's just the members of your household, hearth, uh, and as long as you're, you know, seemingly good with the Vates here of the land, you're a heathen in my eyes, okay? So, you guys know all my contact information is down below. So hit that up if you have any kind of feedback or want to get involved in the conversations. I do take viewer requests and I build a lot of my shows on viewer requests because that lets me hit marks that I know are meaningful to people out there in the viewers, uh, even if it's just one or two. I've got a lot of feedback here over the last couple of months, both in the comments down in the sections below, on the Facebook group, um, in my email, of people writing in saying how much the, the show means to them and how much they enjoy being able to talk to somebody or just listen to somebody who discusses day-to-day -day stuff in a heathen context and that's that's really meaningful to me guys that I really appreciate that feedback it lets me know that what I'm doing is hitting a mark and there's a reason to keep doing it so thank you thank you all for that thank you for the support thank you for the viewership the subscriptions everything like that it, it means the world to me I do this because it's a project of love um, I do this because I like to teach, I like to do things like that, I love to have these conversations and put these things out there. And it's got a really good review rating <laughs> overall, and I don't monetize my channel specifically for this uh, because I don't feel like people need to sit through commercials to sit and hear heathen stuff, at least not from me. I don't, it's a thing. Um, so I, I stick to that. and. Uh, <sighs> 
sometimes there's days that I wish I could pull a paycheck from it, but it's not why I do this. So just keep that in mind as we go on. And uh, thank you all very much for the support and for the continued viewership. So we're going to go ahead and jump into today's subject. And this is a viewer request. Now, for specific reasons, I am not going to identify the viewer that wrote this in um, out of respect for them and their privacy. But they will know instantly uh, that I got their email and that I am uh, following up on that because this was a recent email that was sent in up on the old iPad here. And uh, I want to first give a shout out to this person. Uh, these are the kind of things that I love to see and I have no problem whatsoever following up on it. So don't worry. These are, these are good requests, just like all of the others that I get. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this individual writes in and says, I'm an oldish heathen, really enjoying your videos. I uh, recently saw the video on Ordeal and another one on depression and heathens and was wondering if you could tackle a slightly different angle. Uh, she was a warrior. Tiny woman warrior. She got injured. I've had surgeries off and on, increasingly mistakes involved in there, capping it off in September, um, one which pretty much took her ability to walk. She walks in nature. That's like one of her major things. She loves to walk in nature, and this unfortunate turn of events took that from her. And mm, mm. Anyway, um, she was hoping that I would discuss the situational depression and feelings regarding worth and uh, in, in how it pertains to those moments when the body just won't do what you want it to do anymore especially when it takes away those things that you love and your sense of worth and it really damages that internal sense of, of integrity that, that value um, that that's a thing anyway uh, there's a lot of therapists and everything that will talk to you but they're not from a heathen standpoint she wanted someone from a heathen standpoint to come and approach this and, and talk about it from this point of view. And I couldn't pass it up. This is a very real thing that touches a lot of people and is something that modern world doesn't really get from a heathen standpoint. And there's a lot of baggage from the modern world that doesn't jive with heathenry that impacts our ability to process that and our ability to pick up and keep going. So there's one thing I wanna read before we get started because um, it sets the, the tone for what I want to talk about here with this particular subject. And that is an excerpt from the Havamal, okay? And there are, there are a number of stanzas that touch on similar things about sense of worth and finding your worth in the world, etc., etc. Uh, but this is one in particular that really hits home on this particular subject. Now, I'm not a Havamal thumper. I'm not one of those guys that's like, you know, the Havamal is the heathen Bible and you should go to it for everything. But no, I do recognize that the Havamal holds in it a great deal of insight and some wisdom that can definitely find its place in the modern day. Does everything translate? No. Um, was it written by the gods? No. <laughs> it's definitely, though it's said to be the sayings of Har, that is a poetic um, license that these individuals took to impart this information. There's some things that are decidedly dated in there, uh, tied to a specific time and culture. Uh, but there's some gems in there that really carry forward a lot more 
than some of the people that would just write off uh, the lore <laughs> in that respect uh, because there's a gut reaction to reject things like the Havamal because some people are so adamantly, you know, it's in the Havamal, it's the way it is. and it's, Taken for what it is, there's some really good wisdom kept in there. And it does not devalue that. If you look at Egil Skallagrimson's uh, saga, he says that wisdom is wisdom regardless of its source. And that is very much the case here. Okay? So, stanza 71. And this is the Hollander translation because I prefer the Hollander translation personally. I am going to do a review on the Jackson Crawford uh, poetic edda at some point in time in the near future. Um, I need some time to really kind of wrap my head around how I want to approach that, uh, but I'll come back to that at a time uh, when it seems appropriate, okay? So, Hollander for the time being, because this is my go-to. It's my favorite. Um, I love the, the flow of the language. Anyway, stanza 71. May the halt ride a horse, and the handless be a herdsman. The deaf may daughterly fight. A blind man is better than a burned one A. Of what gain is a good man dead? This stanza, though it seems a bit grim, specifically approaches something that I think is of great value in this conversation. When we talk about these things, what it's saying is that everyone has value. Uh, even though you may have lost something that was of great value to you in the way that you saw yourself at the time, it doesn't mean you are without value going forward. It means that a warrior who has lost his hands or his ability to fight can still find value in the world. Um, any individual of any walk of life, if they lose that one thing that makes them them in that standpoint, doesn't mean that's the end of the world. That means they still have value. They still have worth. They still have great things that they can bring to the world and that they simply have to find that. And sometimes it's thinking outside of the box. It's, it's utilizing those things that you still can do and then embracing those. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. Now, in my time working in the field, uh, as I refer to it, when I was working as an administrator for a boys' home, I saw a lot of kids come through in varying degrees of trauma, history, things like that. But some of them had some definitive physical ailments that they were dealing with. And it was particularly difficult for youth to be able to process that because they don't have the tools yet to be able to really work through their emotions, the feelings, um, a lot of them don't understand worth and integrity and things like that. And so they don't recognize the great things that they still have at their disposal. Uh, I had one kid who came through who had spina bifida and um, he, he wasn't wheelchair bound, he could still walk, but he refused to. Uh, he had crutches and everything, but he just absolutely refused to walk. He did the wheelchair everywhere, and he was angry at the world. And this particular kid uh, ended up not doing well at the home. He was, uh, he was, it was all still too, too messed up for him because he had his, his trauma history that brought him into care in the first place, and then working through all of that, uh, working through some of his personal things, as well as the physicality elements, uh, he went the wrong way with it at least there for a while. I don't know now where he is. Uh, unfortunately, I don't get a lot of feedback once they leave. And now that I'm out of the field, I have no hope whatsoever of getting any of that feedback. But <clears throat> this kid was something that kind of broke my heart because I saw a lot of potential in this kid. 
You know, he saw himself as being worthless and angry because of his condition, railing against the world, and he felt like the world held his condition against him. Um, but what he didn't realize in all of that was that it wasn't the world that was holding his condition against him. He was holding his condition against him. He was the one that was holding himself back because he focused on that. He focused on the pain and the anguish that came along with it. He, he focused on how he saw himself and projected that onto other people. And then he raged against those people because he didn't know how to process the emotions internally within himself. And that's age appropriate for where he was at. Uh, that's just a great deal to deal with at any age, let alone as a young teenager who's ill-equipped to deal with the emotional elements of that plus everything else that he had to deal with. But he made me think of some of these, because I mean the kid was great at other things. He could do art, uh, and he had a mind as sharp as a tack, and if he just applied himself in some different areas, he could find areas I think that would have made him greatly happy in years going forward. And I really genuinely hope that he has discovered that since then. This was years and years ago, so he's an adult by now. And I genuinely hope that this kid has found that and has progressed forward and found his place and his worth because he does have great worth. He just didn't realize it at the time. And it reminded me of some of the individuals that I've seen out here working at the family business. Because uh, the family business, we sell construction supplies and uh, safety equipment for job sites and things like that. And so we would see guys from all walks of life that do all kinds of blue collar stuff and just good salt of the earth folk. And I really genuinely enjoy seeing all the guys that come through here and the ladies that come in here that are just good people doing good work and working hard. And there was this one guy who used to come back in, oh, this was probably back in the 90s, and he was an older gentleman. And he was a card. Every time he came in, I would laugh because he always had a joke. He always had a smile. He always had something cool to say. And this poor guy had lost both of his arms in an industrial accident and had hooks. That was it. He just had the hooks. He had the, the two-pronged hooks that he could still manipulate some things with and turn doorknobs, grab things and everything. And... I would constantly be trying to jump up and help him because I was a kid at the time and I understood a little bit but I didn't understand necessarily a whole lot and he would always come in and be just this ray of sunshine and then he would buy whatever he needed and then he would scoop all that up with his hooks come over there and open the door and still get out to his truck and regardless of how many times I offered to help uh, carry things out just as a courtesy that I would do to any customer um, he refused because he was gonna do it himself and he did magnificently he was good at it uh, this was a guy who found a way to continue doing what he did and did well despite the ailment that he had despite the fact that he had lost both of his arms um, there is there's a couple of ways that things can go uh, when something like that happens and it's real easy real easy to give in to the depression that comes with it to give in to the darkness and the loss of hope um, especially when it's something that you feel is so intrinsic to your own identity and some people stand up and rail against that and fight it and try to find their worth and either find a way to continue doing what they love or find something else that they love that they didn't realize they loved before and this guy was one of those that I just always viewed as this just uh, it was so inspiring because he just didn't care it, it didn't phase him a bit. You couldn't even tell. He just got up and went and did. He never mentioned it, never talked about it, just was himself. 
and he was happy and he was complete and I envied him on that as a kid because it was like this is a guy who has every right to be angry and upset and yet he's so wonderfully not and it was just so incredible to me and this was a guy who I see he wasn't heathen but I saw so much heathen in him in that moment and it was just like okay you're 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 the thing dude you're awesome because we have to keep going we have to keep doing uh, you guys have heard me talk before about my views on the soul complex afterlife things like that and we are our deeds we are you know our worth is based on our actions and what we do how we handle things and uh, to stand up in the face of adversity like that and just say I'm gonna be okay uh, and make it that way make it okay make yourself keep going and doing the hard things to the point that you find your new rhythm mad respect mad respect for that because it's gorgeous it's beautiful to see in action it's beautiful to see people grow and become everything that they can be and show indeed in action the beauty that is within them um, now don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with the feelings that come along with it with the darkness um, one of the things that modern psychology does get right is that you need to own and embrace your feelings um, there's a large focus on validating feelings because we so actively want to invalidate other people's feelings it's like no you don't need to be sad because you can still do these things you don't need to be upset because you can still do things these things or these other things it's like you know don't don't mourn the loss of this because you're still capable of doing these other things no absolutely mourn the loss process it go through it deal with it because it's yours those emotions are yours and they are valid you don't need anybody else to justify to you that these emotions are valid just don't stagnate in them find your way out of the shadows and keep going keep trudging along whatever you do keep putting one foot in front of the other but feel it and embrace it and then work your way through it because if you don't you're not going to and it's going to fester and it's going to become this cancerous thing that just never goes away you need to be able to work through it in your own way in your own time and there's nothing wrong with that not only is there nothing wrong with it it's beautiful and you really will benefit from it one of the things that I see in modern society is this pressure uh, this 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 over identification with what we do and it's our sense of self-worth a lot of things come from the over focus on profession and things like that and there's not a lot of understanding in Western society about the breadth of human capacity and what we're capable of beyond just this little pigeonhole that we spend our lives kind of working ourselves into. And with all of that, you know, owning the emotion and doing all of that, working through in your own way and, and then progressing through, Western society doesn't really embrace that either. So there's a lot of pressure to just kind of get over it and be okay. And that's, that's not how that works. It takes time. You know, wounds take time to heal. If you cut your arm in battle, it's going to take some time to heal. It's not an instantaneous thing. And that's the same thing with these kind of things. I mean, there's the physical trauma of having lost the ability to walk, of having lost the ability to use an arm, or losing your sight, or losing your hearing. Those are going to take some time to get over. 
And I find psychological things tend to take longer to heal than physical ailments. The body bounces back pretty, pretty quickly, but that's a fairly simple system. Uh, most of that is passive. Healing psychological wounds takes time. Uh, it takes effort. It's not something that's going to heal passively. And that's one thing that uh, Western society doesn't get, is that it's not going to heal on its own. You have to embrace it and understand that, yes, it's okay to feel these things. Yes, it's okay to work through these things. And yes, it's okay to be okay on the other end of it. It really is. You can be happy. <laughs> you can be. You deserve to be happy. And nobody has a right to take that away from you. Uh, that's just, that, that's what heathenry is about, is finding your happiness and finding your best life in this life, regardless of what it is that you deal with. You've seen my videos on ordeal breeds worth and how, how we handle with these different, these different things that come at us, these different ordeals, help to build strength and show the value that we have. And I have seen some individuals overcome some physical ailments that have just shown me the depth of their worth. They are such incredible people, even though they may not necessarily be able to keep up with some of the individuals that are doing other physical things. They can do things that I can't even imagine. You know, there's some artists out there that I, I can't touch. I uh, can't even begin. I'm not an artistic individual, and yet these individuals are just extremely gifted at it. There are musicians that can bring things out through sound and music that I, I envy <laughs> on every level. Um, human beings are incredible in our versatility and our strength. And I feel like heathenry gets that. And that as we, as a society of heathens, continue to grow and develop and get back to that heathen worldview, I think more and more people will start to recognize that. I find that heathenry, at least in the heathen communities that I run in, uh, really embrace that and see value in people regardless of physical ailment, regardless of what's lost and what, what might have been taken. And it's... it's, it's I mean, it's a tough thing to deal with, but there is another side of it. There is an outside of it. There's a, there's a way through it. And it takes time. And sometimes it takes some professional help. It really does. Um, you guys hear me go back and forth about modern psychology and it just not understanding heathenry. But it does understand processing trauma and working through it. And there's nothing wrong with embracing that and engaging in therapy with a good therapist that you feel comfortable with who's willing to learn a little bit about you and how you approach things. Uh, a really good therapist is going to try and understand your worldview and your culture and then take that cultural approach in dealing with you on these subjects. Um, that's the whole cultural diversity thing uh, within modern psychology focuses heavily on the diversification of culture outside of just American Western culture and tries to, you know, teach people about, professionals in the field about working with individuals from other countries and other religions, other walks of life, how to deal with them and how to help them in a culturally sensitive approach. And it, a good therapist will recognize that there are different cultures within um, observed and assumed cultures. So it's it's very, very possible to find a therapist that's willing to learn about heathenry and is willing to uh, understand the approach of these things. And that's, it, it's worth the look, especially if you have something really big 
to have to deal with and process through because the rest of society around you is not built around doing that. Uh, it's, it's just not. Now, your immediate community may be. Um, I genuinely hope that it is, but it may not be. I know that the grander Western society is not built around that, and I can't speak for overseas because I don't have that kind of experience uh, with overseas cultures. Uh, it may be similar. It may be different. I don't know. Uh, it would take a native of those areas to be able to tell me, uh, but I feel like the more disconnected the world has gotten in modern day and the more people view other people in a utilitarian nature uh, that there's just not that connection anymore uh, to see beyond the surface. It's very superficial in a lot of ways and um, that's why I like to encourage people to look a little deeper and to see the value and the worth there as, as it is. Um, yeah, it, you hear the whole thing, you don't know what another person's struggle is, and that's extremely true. And I feel like in the olden days, our heathen times, they probably understood that better than modern, uh, modern world does. And since heathenry is kind of in a rebirth, we're trying to rediscover a lot of those old mindsets and old approaches to things. And I, I genuinely think uh, within a lot of the, you know, really what I would call truly heathen approaches to things, um, that there is a lot more acceptance and a lot more support, especially from a tribal level, because you are tribe, you are Enengarth. And if you think about how you would approach someone within your tribe that had an ailment like that, that had a significant setback, that had a loss of some kind of mobility, of some kind of dexterity, of some kind of you know, sight, vision, sight, vision, hearing, anything, um, how would you approach that? And don't just assume that the others are going to not approach you in a similar fashion. That projection thing that I was talking about before with the kid and the spina bifida, where he was projecting his fears and his emotions onto the surrounding community, that is one of the biggest pitfalls that I see with people, both in just general depression and with these kind of situations, is that instead of dealing with everything that they have inside, they project it out on people around them and it comes out in anger and in, in distancing and things like this because they assume that other people are going to see them in the way that they see themselves in that instance and their vision of themselves is damaged at that moment. Um, it, it hasn't healed yet. Uh, their sense of self and self-identity hasn't had time to adjust and they may not have done the work or the taken the time really to get past that and heal their sense of self. Um, we grow, we change, it's a natural thing. We have to reevaluate our sense of self on a constant basis. Sometimes things happen that are major. Uh, sometimes you, you lose your legs, sometimes you lose your arms, sometimes you lose an eye, both eyes. Sometimes you lose your job. Sometimes you lose family members. All of these things are real and they're earth shattering in their own way. But there is life beyond them, and, and you can get there, you can do it. And you can rise from those ashes, and you can show people your strength and your worth on the other side, because you are strong. You do have that worth, and you can show them how strong you are. Because they probably do not see you as weak in the first place. They probably don't, to be quite honest. Uh, a lot of the times that we feel like other people are pitying us, or are... Uh, looking down on us because of something like that. It's, it's, it's genuinely our own projections of damaged self-worth and self-esteem that we're projecting onto other people. I know I've been guilty of it in the past, and I sometimes still struggle with it today. It's a very real thing. 
it's okay. Work through that. But take the time to realize where the pain really is and then start to heal it. Take that time to process through and do the things that you need to do for it because you're worth it. You're worth the attention. You are worth the effort. Go for it. Um, especially as a heathen, you know, take the time to find your place and figure out where you're going to go from here on. Uh, this particular viewer that wrote in, um, I know the walking in nature is such a, a big thing for this person and the idea that she can't just go and, and walk through the, the parks or the forest anymore and really enjoy that. Um, it hurts. It hurts me for her. But I do genuinely hope that she's able to find ways that she can regain mobility either through technology or maybe some different approaches where she can still enjoy nature, where she can still go out and sit in a park and watch nature and to enjoy that and be a piece of it and be a part of it. Um, I, I don't know her particulars on this, so I don't know if, if wheelchairs are even um, capable of doing what she wants them to do. I don't know if there are other means of mobility that she may be able to find and do. I don't know if there's some motorized things that she may be able to bring to bear. Uh, I, I just don't know. And so I genuinely hope um, that you can find your path back to nature out there and that you can sit and enjoy or find some way to wander through and enjoy nature the way that you did before. I know it may not feel like it now, um, but there's a way. There's a way, I hope, I think, I genuinely believe. Uh, and I hope you'll write in and one day tell me how you made it happen uh, and, and to show your strength and worth in that because it's worth it. It genuinely is. It, it, it genuinely is. So, um, the Havamal element of this, I think, really just hits home, you know. Uh, finding worth, finding your abilities, and finding a different way to go about things, you know. Um, like that gentleman who had the hooks for hands. I mean, wow. Just wow. He, he was incredible. And to this day, it still sticks out as a memory uh, that just impressed me on I cannot tell you how many levels because he genuinely blew me away with his integrity and the worth that he demonstrated in overcoming what could have been an earth-shattering thing. Uh, and then I've seen individuals that didn't bounce back from it. I've seen individuals that buried themselves in a bottle, that buried themselves in prescription medications and just kind of never came out of it because they buried themselves in the darkness and never chose to step up and do. Um, that's one thing that, you know, we are our actions. And if, if you go back to my words as deeds approach, um, the action of choice is a very real action. It's a deed in and of itself, choosing to make a difference and then acting on that choice. That's a deed. And it's something that is of great value. It really is. Um, and I can only imagine for a warrior to lose that ability to do what is so intrinsic to them. Um, man, that, that's just, I, I can't even express it in a way on the video that's not gonna sound trite. That's uh, not gonna sound pandering in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So I'm not even gonna try, but just, I, mm, mm. I genuinely believe 
that you can find your worth on the other side of all of this and that through this you will demonstrate your worth and your strength and that you will come out a stronger individual for it on the other side as long as you decide to, as long as you choose to. Um, I've seen a number of individuals that chose not to and then ranted and railed against the world, angry at the world, feeling like it took everything from them. And uh, they never pulled their heads out of the darkness enough to see what they still had, what they could give, and find the joy that could be around them uh, despite what they'd been through. So, and that, that breaks my heart when I see those kind of things, but it's their choices and their actions, and I can't do anything to change that for them. Uh, they have to choose themselves. That's one thing that in psychology we've always known is that you can't change other people. They have to choose to change themselves and then you can help them along that process if they decide. Uh, but they have to make the decision. And An unwilling patient is no patient at all. And so same thing comes with healing. I've seen a number of individuals who just gave up after a stroke or after some other life-altering illness and then ended up not thriving and passing because they chose to just not continue on. And then I've seen others that just absolutely would not give up and force their way through it regardless. So I genuinely hope as you go forward that you'll be able to see that you have great worth, you have great things to bring to bear, and that you will see your value and your worth on the other side of it all. So hopefully that hit the mark some. Um, for that one that wrote in the email, uh, please give me some feedback and let me know how things progress for you. I, I look to, I'm, I'm very interested to see how your story progresses and I genuinely hope good things for you and as, as I hope for all of my viewers. You guys are awesome, you're very supportive and I'd like to express the same support for you guys that you offer to me. Uh, there's a really incredible community out there and I would love to see you guys thrive and bring great things to your families, to your tribes, and to heathenry in general in the years to come. So thank you all for being as awesome as you are, and I genuinely hope that your sagas are beautiful and well-remembered in generations to come. Hail to you all, thank you, and may your hearth fires burn bright.